everybody. Welcome to episode 556 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. What's up? The World Championship is this weekend. Yes, it is. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we are indeed talking about said World Championship happening in said this weekend. (laughs) Uh, down in Las Vegas. In said Nevada. Las Vegas. In said Las Vegas. Um, yeah, it's yeah. going to be very, very exciting. And we want you to be ready to watch all of the action unfold at home on twitch.tv slash magic. Or if you happen to be at the venue, you can like peek over and see what's going on over there by getting you ready. Uh, we, last week, we talked about draft. There's going to be a lot of draft at the World Championship. And it's going to matter, in fact, more than it has yes. at a lot of other World Championships because there's fewer rounds. There's fewer rounds. There's only seven rounds each day. Three are draft and four are standard. Right. So usually the breakdown is three and five at a pro tour. Right. So uh, draft mega important, which I'm here for. Yes. And two, um, standard being the format is going to be very cool because we now have a new set, Wilds of Eldraine, which has shaken things up. And we want you to be ready. If you want to play any of these decks at home or at FNM, at your LGS or whatever, um, there's some very cool stuff out there right now. Yeah. Uh, You might be like, hey, I'm not going to watch the world championship that's fine but we still have information that is pertinent to you in your magic playing life absolutely um and also just you know a lot of people don't even play magic who listen to this podcast <laughs> Do you know, that's quite fair. frankly a uh, quick shout out to everyone who listens to this podcast has not played a lick of magic hey we're also here for you you know yep. sam looking at you two sams actually oh yeah there are two double sams. sam actually there are three three sams there are three sams that i know of who have listened to our podcast yeah, that is a good point there do three. not play Magic the yeah. Gathering. <laughs> if you're so a Sam anyways, number four, hey, so just if let you're us a know. Sam who listens to our podcast and does not play Magic the Gathering, shout out to you. Oh my God, I would love to know. We just get a just a bucket <laughs> More of Sam's. Sams. <laughs> um, <laughs> so hopefully you'll have a good time anyway. Yes. We also, in addition to the shout out to the Sams, yeah, shout out to, shout to, Sam. out to our patrons. Yay, patrons! <laughs> Everyone who supports the show over on Patreon.com/slash GLHF Magic, making this show happen for the magic and non-magic players yes we have a sam bucket we also have a yes. patron uh, pool party it's <laughs> great a pool party of patrons that's the uh the noun what's yeah. it called the collective noun for our patrons yes and if you want to join our pool party you can it's so easy it's like a dollar a month yep. <laughs> if you want that's as low as like you can as go low as as low as yeah. you can go thank you so much to new patron mtg pack a day mtg pack a day thank you mtg pack a day You've started a healthy habit with your <laughs> Patreon donation. That's a that's a really old reference. Can you Okay, isn't it wild that honestly references to smoking cigarettes yeah. are like dated? Yeah, like uh, what were you talking about like a pack a day was yeah, there like some kind of exactly. ad about like oh that's too much. <laughs> or like, no, I like that was like a measurement of how much people smoked. Oh, well, like yeah, knowing for sure. smokers who yes. smoke a pack a day. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's, which it's is wild to think which about. Which is that. absolutely wild. They were posters all over my elementary school that were anti-smoking, and like there's a bunch of animals smoking cigarettes, and it was like this is how dumb you look too, or something like that. And I was like, whatever, those animals look cool. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, there's a lot of ways to tell people not to smoke. Don't smoke. It is. It will kill you. Yeah, it's very, very, very bad uh, for you. It will. It is one of the few things in the world that you can do that will just straight up kill you over time. And like, I. But don't try and sell it by saying, like, don't try and smell, sell not smoking by saying that you don't look cool because you do look cool. Okay, you like, do. Sorry, there's a lot we can say about it, but it looks cool. That's don't just a fact. do it. <laughs> 
says that they listen to this podcast with your kids. PSA to kids, don't smoke. It will kill you. (laughs) There's another one I remember that was like, kissing a smoker is like licking an ashtray and it had somebody like, licking an ashtray as oh, the that's photograph dis- okay that is a good that's a, that's good, a good one that's a good one the, and duck smoking a disgusting bad ad very cool duck. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about oh mdg packaday pack a, a much uh, healthier habit yes indeed if you want to be habit. as cool as that duck smoking a cigarette or mtg pack a day please become a patron patreon.com slash dealage of magic join our awesome discord yes. community to talk about whatever you want in your magical life even non-magic stuff Obviously, yeah. I, I have an Our Flag Means Death um, channel in there, which I yeah. promote almost all Very the time. true. And Honestly, starting, at this point, I think that we should start an X-Files channel. I mean, <laughs> seriously, yeah. X-Files channel. I, uh, season two, Our Flag Means Death starts in 17 yeah. days on Max. Check it out. I'm saying that because <laughs> the actors can't promote it. But oh, I yeah, can. That's true. Maria can. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, patrons. Yeah. You make the world go round. Um, thank you as well to Card Kingdom. You can check them out on the internet at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Get yourself a box of Wilds of Eldraine. Draft it with your pals. Um, and just get whatever yeah. you want for your magical life. Absolutely. It's a great, it's a great place to go. Cardkingdom.com. Love to slash GLHF. Look at their like singles and stuff. And if you're going to Vegas, what a great opportunity to bring oh, yeah. a fancy card that you might want one of the artists who's going to be there to sign yeah because they'll do like cool signatures like three-dimensional signatures or signatures oh, with sparkly pens or I whatever wish that i had thought of that before honestly very honestly wish that i had thought of that before this moment yeah i know that's i just thought of it i'm like oh man what do i need to get but signed the next time you're going to a magic event see what artists are going to be there yeah order some singles from card kingdom and get some really cool signatures yeah i just i just love that that's a very cool part of magic cons um yeah. so yeah check them out on the internet at cardkingdom.com slash glhf Okay, Maria, I know that um, I already texted you a little bit about this, <laughs> but X-Files update. Okay, X-Files update. Which I mostly need to talk about because there's an episode <laughs> set in Minneapolis in season two. Yeah, you told me that about this and I was like, what episode set in Minneapolis? I couldn't yes. remember. So um, it is, it's the episode with um, the, it's like, okay, this episode is wild. It's the episode with the guy who's like a necrophiliac yeah. who like cuts the hair and get, like steals hair and fingernails, fingernails from bodies. Yes, I remember that. then becomes a a murderer. Okay. So that he can get, and then he gets obsessed with Scully and kidnaps her. How is this an X file? Um, <laughs> okay. So fun story. One, it is good. The guy who played, okay. I have so many things to say about this. Okay. Episode. Great, great, great. Okay. One, um, it's like, it's a good episode Two, They originally pitched this episode, not as like ah, anything paranormal happening. Um, and, and Fox was like, that's too like Fox studios was like, that's too messed up. Like, this is really messed up. You have to have it have a paranormal element because like this otherwise, like this episode is just dark. Yeah. Uh, And so there's like parts of it where Scully and like another guy see this guy as a demon. Right. Okay. Um, But but also it's just it's not explained because the premise of the episode was not that it was an X-File. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't really remember anything other than the fingernail thing you said. It's very I just bring it up because it was very funny that they're like talking to like the chief of police and he's like you know, this isn't one of those big cities. He's in Minneapolis. Unbelievable. This isn't one of those big cities. People here don't lock their doors at night. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then so like Mulder and the police chief are like downtown and Scully lands back in Minneapolis at the airport and is driving to meet them downtown, drives through 
I kid you not, like a forest. <laughs> like just a full on forest where she gets like run off the road by They're the like, creeper. Surely it's the same as Vancouver where we're filming this and there's forests between airports and towns. It's so funny because it's just like they have no concept of what Minneapolis is like. No show at does. All. No show does. At all. In succession, famously, one of the best characters, Tom Wamscans, is from St. Paul and uh-huh. they treat it like it is the most backwater, like <laughs> tiny town population. It's just so it's just like, yeah. come on. We are a major metropolitan area, everybody. We really are. <laughs> it's the freaking capital of the state. Um, the other the other uh, part about it is that like Mulder's like thing at the end is like they keep calling this guy. They're like, oh, like the face, you know, the face of something so terrible is hidden behind the mask of an ordinary man. Every only a guy would look at that man's behavior and say that's an ordinary man. Every femme person who would have encountered that man would have clocked him as a bad like would have just there clocked him. Like, they're just like, nope. That is that is a trouble that I should not get near. It was just very funny because multiple times Mulder's just like, or other guys are just like, the mask is he's just an ordinary looking guy. The mask of an ordinary man. Well, and every woman who encounters him is like that dude's uh, creepy. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, spooky Mulder not living up to his nickname there with this guy. Am I right? Jeez. <sighs> anyway, so that's your X Files update. It Great was just update. very funny to me. Yeah. Uh, Minneapolis, uh, where there's a full forest between our <laughs> between our airport and our downtown. They are tops 15 minutes away from each other oh my god <laughs> there's a point at which they go looking for scully because the like the guy's like she should she landed three hours ago and they're like you should have been worried two hours ago then <laughs> it takes three hours to get through that forest the forest of minneapolis <laughs> forest you know of minneapolis. oh you have to a witch asks you three riddles and gives you a pair oh. of snow boots <laughs> oh my god anyways that's all that's your x-files update All right, everybody, let's get you ready for the world championship this weekend. We're going to kick it off by start by starting with. Wow. That's like a real redundancy there. Kicking Kicking it it off off by starting. starting We're going to kick it off by by starting the ball rolling (laughs) with diving in. (laughs) We're going to this world championship is a bit unusual, everyone, in case you don't know. Um, It's a very large field uh, format tournament this time around. It's a little over 100 players, uh, more than 100 players. The previous 10 years, by the way, have only been uh, like 16 or 32 players. So this is the first time in a decade that we've had a world championship this big which is very exciting I'm very excited for that because small field tournaments are cool in their own way but for a world championship I don't know I think I'm a fan of this because people have made it here by top aiding in pro tours or by doing super well at their regional championship so Mm -hmm. we're going to have people playing in this who you know, you might not be a known name in magic because they won at their RC and then might do well at the world championship which is very exciting very very cool so we've got a lot of people playing in this tournament. It's double format. So we've got draft and standard. And we talked about how important draft is going to be in this tournament specifically because there's fewer rounds. Um, so we'll see limited masters perhaps rising to the top oh. in this tournament. And if you were interested in any talk about limited, uh, we talked about it the previous two weeks on this show. So this yes. week we're going to focus in on standard. We've talked about it the previous two weeks on the show. Has it made me any better at it? <laughs> the answer <laughs> Is a firm no. I still think it's very fun, though. I mean, oh, I'm having a great time, but I cannot win a match of magic to save my freaking life. It's tough out there. It's <laughs> tough out there in this format. Um, have you been playing standard, though? I have been playing standard, Maria. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I Just yesterday, I uh, went through. 
I picked up exactly one standard deck, had a really fun time. And to be fair, I started out in the bottom of bronze because I don't remember the last time that I played like yeah. a ranked constructed format. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I, lo- I won something like six matches in a row. Holy cow. Yeah. All right. So you told me before we started rolling that you were playing a deck that I would be surprised by. Yes. That <sighs> so, it would not be that. Yeah. That, it, that it would, the answer would surprise you. Okay. I'm going to just guess because okay. the most surprising answer to me of the known decks and standard that you could have been playing would have been Azorius soldiers. I, that is not. That okay. Is not. All right. The second <laughs> most surprising one to me would have been mono red aggro. Wow. Also not. It. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's, okay. I'll say it's surprising, but it's not that. So it's not, not as surprising. surprising. As like, wow, who am I? Oh my I gosh. I was a little, wow, who am I? Because I really? would say that this is a strategy that usually I get mad at. Mono white? No, I have been playing. Golgari Midrange. Golgari Midrange. Which now is the top deck. So when I was looking through yesterday um, on MTG Goldfish, Esper Control was the top deck. And then there were a couple of more and Golgari Midrange was somewhere around third or fourth. Yeah. Um, But as of today, it's the most popular. And I am unsurprised because the deck was just wildly powerful. I mean, it looks great. So let's talk about it. It's ranked number one based on Saturday and Sunday challenges in a melee event. Um, that Frank Karsten has been diving into some data for us over mm-hmm. on magic.gg. Uh, let's take a peek. I mean, the cards in here are kind of absurd, and there's a lot of new ones from Wilds of Eldraine 2, yes. which is really neat. Um, it's got one of my favorite cards. Like, if you're like, what do you want? Pack one, pick one. If you're drafting Wilds of Eldraine, Ooh. it has my answer, yeah. which might seem very boring, but I have you played with this card, Mosswood Dread Knight? Yes, and it is so good. I love this card. It's so good. Everybody? It is, it is absurd. Have you played with this card? One in a green, human Knight 3-2. It's got the adventure of uh, Dread Whispers. One in a black sorcery. Draw a card and lose a life. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're like, whatever. The creature's a 3-2. Who cares? Trample, by the way. When it dies, though, you may cast it from your graveyard as an adventure until the end of your next turn, so you can just keep on doing that for you as long as back. you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. And you get both ha- like Specifically, yes, both you get both halves of yes, the card. It just never dies. It is... It's so good. You best exile that friend. Exactly. You. They need to be able to exile it somehow. Okay, so tell me what this deck's Excellent. deal is. I mean, it's mid-range, so it's doing the mid-range thing. Yeah, exactly. But why I is would it so just good? Be- because it has so much card advantage. And you know my gripe. Stop giving <laughs> card advantage to other colors. It is Blue's thing. Well... But you have like Mosswood Dread Knight, like we were saying. Yeah. Like you you just get both halves of it again and again and again. Same with Tenacious Underdog. If you cast it for its blitz cost, either from your hand or out of the graveyard. God, I forgot about Tenacious Underdog. Exactly. I love hey, that card though. When it dies, you draw a card. Is this card hot? It's... <laughs> Remember Oops. this game? Yep. Oops, this card is hot. Oops. Tenacious Underdog started that game. Oops, they're hot. 3-2. Yes. Uh, exactly. It's got Virtue of Persistence, which is just like a very, like, it's a great card, right? You can play it early. And then later on, uh, you have that big old enchantment that they need to do something about. Virtue of Persistence is, I think, the number one most played card amongst the decks that Frank Kirsten has um, compiled for us here. Yeah. Um, so the, sor- the sorcery half of it is my- you give target creature minus three, minus three until end of turn. And mm-hmm. crucially, I think, you gain two life because it's helping you stay to the, to the late game when you can cast the other big half of this, which just reanimates creatures from creatures. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then it just has like, right, it's like classic 
It's just classic value town, which is green, black, green, black value town. Like it has lots of ways for you to go ahead. And like, if you need to exile stuff, like the, the number of times that I have actually taken out virtue of persistence or ended up never casting that half is like very high because if someone else gets to it first, I just more proactively exile graveyards. Sure. Sure. Because there's so many ways to do it. You have graveyard trespasser, or, and specifically, you know, like exiling the creatures that they would try to yeah, reanimate. Yeah. Lord Skitter. Uh, oh, but then, Lord Skitter. I know. So great. So, you know, what a what a rat. This deck also plays Blossoming Tortoise. I was going to say it also, but at the same time, if they're not doing that, then it has ways for you to proactively get cards into your graveyard and yes, ramp a little with exactly. Blossoming Tortoise. Blossoming Tortoise will help you get those cards into the yard and ramp you. And you also get the... Um, the creature land from from the set to yes. restless cottage oh the number of times that i've killed people with the restless cottage quite high it turns into a four four exactly that's not small it is it is not and then also like okay so i had this wild game against uh the cascade deck oh right <laughs> that cascade deck is very very cool we'll get to that everybody yeah great car like great yeah great deck also but like, the first time that I played against it, I, I beat it, like, fairly easily. Like, you have a lot of hand disruption that you can board in and yeah. stuff and a lot of pressure. But then, like, the second time, there was a game where I was like, there, this game went on for so long and had so many moments when I was like, I'm going to win. So many moments where I'm like, my opponent's going to win and there's no way I can come back to, wow. from this. And then I ended up winning by the classic, okay, this game has gone on so long. There's so much happening. They've used so much removal that I land a shielded the apocalypse. Oh, they just never draw removal for it. Yep. Right? Because at this point, they've run themselves out of it and we're kind of at that like state of parody in the game. And then I end up winning by just like Sick. preserving my life total until Shieldred kills them. Wow. Shieldred, still good. Exactly. Still good. You also get to play Liliana of the Veil. What? Yep. Is this a modern deck? <laughs> I'm still going to keep making that joke forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, this deck looks extremely strong, and it's, I would be... Yeah, it's super powerful. Not be surprised to see it do really, really well yeah. uh, this weekend. And I, when I say that I... like. Again, I won six, honestly, maybe more. I was not keeping track of the matches, but I did not lose a match yesterday playing this. Yeah. Um, and I won against, like, the blue-black fairies deck that people are playing. I won against Cascade a couple of times. I won against Control multiple times. Interesting. Um, like, If mid-range can be has, Control, that's a good sign. It has game against, like, a lot of stuff, so... All right, Megan's made her pitch, everybody. Yeah. Golgari mid-range. It also has, for the Cascade decks... You sideboard and breach the multiverse and just steal their stuff. <laughs> the number I had, I had an, an opponent just like auto concede two games in a row when I cast this and then cast their Atali off of oh, it that's and then great. cast something else off of the Beautiful. like cast two more things off of Atali. Great. Since we've been talking about this Cascade okay, yeah. deck, let's talk yeah. about it just because um, it's just really fun. It's really cool. Everyone, this is a deck that I've been messing around with, and I had to because it just sounds absolutely absurd, and it is. It is. So it's quite good. It's a it's a Cascade combo deck uh, enabled by um uh, what what's the <laughs> invasion of Alara? I couldn't remember the something of Alara. The invasion of Alara, and Bramble Familiar. Do you remember that little raccoon that's an elemental in this uh, that came out in Wild of Wild Dreams? Pretty cute. Yeah. Turns yeah. out this raccoon can destroy you. <laughs> so here's how this deck works, everybody. This raccoon 
and destroy <laughs> this raccoon you. loves playing in the trash and by trash i mean it's gonna trash you in a game of magic <laughs> um so if you're able to i mean it is wooberg to cast mm-hmm. invasion of alara if you're able to get there we've got a lot of lands that have you know but also regularly have had people cast it on turn five against oh me. yeah yeah for sure it's not too hard because no. you've got those uh you've got those lands like Sparrow's headquarters mm-hmm. or Fiend tower jetmere garden etc those uh that essentially give you three colors each um Invasion of the Lark comes out turn five, right? Um, and what it does is it cascades spells from the top of your deck until you hit something that has a lower CMC. Um, and the only thing that it can hit in this deck is Bramble Familiar. So this is a, just a, like a 2-2 raccoon, right? Yeah. But the, <laughs> the deal is that it has an adventure, which is Fetch Quest for five green green. And the way, with casca- the way Cascade works and the way that adventure is worded means that you can cast either half of this Bramble Familiar. So you could cast a raccoon, but you're not going to because you're going to ca- cast Fetch Quest, which says mill seven cards, then put a creature, enchantment, or land card from among them onto the battlefield. <laughs> Quite good. So you cast your uh, Invasion of Alara, you hit your Bramble Familiar because you have no choice but to hit it and then you mill seven and you bring something back now hopefully you hit cemetery desecrator that's your number one target okay because what happens when cemetery desecrator comes in one of the options that you have is uh remove x counters from target permanent where x is the mana value of an exiled card you exile something from your graveyard you exile something with cm mana value sorry i keep saying cmc mana value seven from your graveyard you remove seven counters from invasion of alara which is the battle that you've put onto the battlefield it automatically transforms and then you get to have so much value you put other <laughs> stuff onto the battlefield you copy a permanent you distribute counters you kill something like there's almost zero way your opponent can come back into the game i will say as many times as i had people cast invasion of alara i never had someone cemetery desecrator that's the number one hit which i understand yeah yeah i mean so it's extremely fun if this if this sounds like your jam try it out because it's really 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 fun however it is very very vulnerable to things like hand disruption which megan mentioned yes (laughs) uh because it's a combo deck guess what you like you play four copies of duress and a pilfer yeah i don't like it's a little rough yeah it's gonna be a little hard for you you just gotta top deck that thing yeah and also like i said the number of times like i've it's really cool to see it go off but also the number of times that it's like if you i'll be honest there's a lot of decks that you can play against right now that if you just hit atraxa and fill your hand sure not good enough. Yeah, I agree Which with is that. Actually, a wild thing to say. Yeah, I and but. this this deck also play, plays Atraxa, yeah. as do other ramp decks in standard right now. Um, th- but sometimes it's just it, it's just too slow. Yeah. There's like times when this deck does not quite get it done. We're talking about like little three twos for two mana over yeah. in Megan's uh, Golgari list. Like you've got to be ready for it's that. Pretty nice. Which is part of the reason that virtue persistence is so great because yes. of the minus three, That's minus true. three and gain two life, right? But um, sometimes you just can't stay alive long enough for that to matter. So yeah. I think it's a very, very cool deck. I'm not sure if the pros will be into it this weekend because it is kind of like high risk, high reward. Yes. Which might not be the place they want to be at the world championship. But, but it- is really cool it is very cool very powerful it's very cool very innovative so big thumbs up 
to Invasion of Alara, everybody. There's also another five-color deck, yes. which is the more classic kind of just five-color domain deck that we've seen a bunch of recently. This is the one that plays a bunch of stuff like Topiary Stomper. Stomp, stomp. To go and put, you know, more lands into play. This one plays three copies of Atraxa Grand Unifier. Yeah, that's this, this, that's this deck's Invasion of Alara. Yes, exactly. Um, it has some, you know, nice removal spells. It has Sunfall and Drag to the Bottom as some sweepers, which really get the job done. It has herd migration, and uh, this also has, like like you said, virtue of persistence just everywhere. Good early, good late, busted card. Yeah, and it also plays uh, four copies of Bramble Familiar because mm-hmm. um, you, it allows you to fix your mana, the yeah. raccoon side. And I kind of dismiss the raccoon side, but... Don't you dare dismiss this little <laughs> raccoon. You can fix your mana. You can bounce him back to your hand even if you want to later on play yeah. your fetch quest with him. Um, Fetch Quest is so cute. I mean, like that's a cute name. It's a cute name. It's a cute card. It's really cute. Um, the this deck also, of course, just like the um invasion deck, runs a leyline binding because you can cast it yep. for a single white mana. Um, all the time. Absurd. <laughs> Very good. Um, so this is just a kind of a different flavor of doing something big, bad, and dumb in standard <laughs> right now. Um, we mentioned when I was talking to Megan, I was like, was was I surprised by mono red aggro? And the answer was no, but. It exists. It exists. Absolutely. We've still got Monastery Swift Spear up in here. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a weird thing to think about. Like one of like an iconic mono red card. This is so I- good. Iconic. Uh, single red for a one two haste with prowess. Just really good. We get a new card in mono red. Thanks to Wilds of Eldraine, which is Godric Cloaked Reveler. Do you know mm-hmm. this card? Heard about this card? No, tell me tell me about them. It's really good. One red red for a 3-3, three, three, haste, and it has celebration. As long as two or more non-land permits, blah, 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 entered the battlefield under your control this turn, Godric is a dragon with power and toughness for four, flying and red. Dragons you control get plus one, plus zero until end of turn. So it gets fire breathing. Wow. Godric... Good job. Godric's secretly a dragon. Godric is secretly a dragon. And when he gets really happy at a party, he yeah, turns into he one. turns into his dragon. I'm having a great time at this party. Oh God, make sure Godric is, doesn't have too much fun. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, sure. Of course we will, mom and dad. And then you're like, no, I'm serious. If no, he has too much fun. Godric cannot <laughs> come and have fun at your birthday, okay? He will burn your house down. <laughs> and I don't think you have insurance for dragon fire. Very nice of them to continue inviting him that to is, parties. That is very nice though. Godric, Godric maybe that's why he's cloaked. He has to sneak into every party now because (laughs) everyone on Eldraine is like, no, dude, you cannot come to my party. And all of a sudden, your party's burning down around you and you're like, dang it, Godric Godric again. Godric, where are you? (laughs) So Mono Red gets Godric. Uh, It also gets Charming Scoundrel. Um, from Wilds, which is one in a red for a 1-1 one, one haste. And when she enters the battlefield, you get to choose one. You can discard and draw. You can create a treasure or make a wicked roll token. So just some nice value. Yeah. And plus, that's going to trigger Godric, of course, if you choose uh, one of the things that gives you another permanent entering the battlefield this turn. In a mono red, that's not really too much of an ask because you can play a lot of cheap creatures. Yeah. Very nice. So it seems, I don't know. I think it seems strong. It's I think yeah, a strong choice. I agree. That's mono red. Next up, we have Esper Midrange. Uh, this, you know, this is a deck. It's been around. This is a deck. This is a deck. <laughs> it's been happening. So Esper um, Midrange or Midrange adjacent decks have been in standard now. Have kind of been mm-hmm. the powerhouse for a while. 
Um, but they didn't really get as many new cards as Green did. Yeah, it's very from true. Wilds of Eldraine. So I think that that's why we're seeing this fall off at least a little bit on this list um, from Magic.gg. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this like this first list that just comes up. N- none so far. Yeah. Just it's just your classic wandering emperor. You're playing yep. Kaido. You're playing Denik. Rafine, of course, the reason for the season in this deck. Shieldred. Um, you get very one mastermind. of the creature lands. Yeah, you get yeah you get the black white creature land. Restless fortress. Yeah. Um. So you know, just basically what you would imagine, and Esperminch has been imagining for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think a deck that more people are a little bit more excited about in the Esper color pairs is Esper Legends, which is a very similar uh, looking deck, but plays more Legends, as the name would suggest. Yep. Most notably added to this is Adeline Resplendent Cathar. This is the card that's just like makes it more of, hey, we're going, we're going all out being aggro with these legendary creatures. These legendary legends. You've also got Skrelv in this one. Yeah, I am Skrelv, you know, I love Skrelv. Yeah. It's a fabulous card. This one did add a single copy of the list we're looking at here, a single copy of Lord Skitter's Sewer Sewer King. So Lord Skitter's skittering around to a bunch of different decks here in Standard. So cute. And you're just running all legends all the time. You've still got Denik, just like the other one. You've still got Thalia. You've still got Rafine. You've got Urtai. uh, You've got Rona. I love that people are playing Fairy Mastermind here in Standard yeah, as well. Absolutely. Really cool to see yet another of those World Championship cards. Yes. Um, turns out that it is indeed powerful enough to show yeah. up in these decks, which I think is very neat. Um, like we were saying before, Esper Control up until the, like just very recently was one of the top played decks. Still up here at the top, um, but has fallen a little bit. Of course, it's got the classic Wandering Emperor, you know, a big reason to play white still well, yeah, uh, since yeah. it came out. Sunfall <laughs> Excuse me. and Ooh. Farewell. Uh, Memory Deluge is kind of the other big piece, right? This is the other reason that you want to play Control. I played against this deck the other day when I was yeah. playing Cascade. Um, destroyed it, no big deal. Nice. Um, which I thought found kind of actually surprising. Yeah, <laughs> they might they might have just had bad draws, but um, yeah, it, this one, I mean, keep it clean, man. <laughs> There's like nothing in here. <laughs> just wandering emperor and a bunch of removal. Yep. yep. <laughs> Creatures. Never heard of them. <laughs> draw cards. I'm going to draw cards and counter spells and kill things. Ugh, yuck. I can't even look at that deck anymore. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you mentioned playing against fairies, which yeah. a new archetype has been spawned with Wilds of Eldraine. And even though it might be one of the lower performing decks in limited, that doesn't mean it can't hold its own in standard. Yeah. I'm really interested to see if players feel like this deck is good enough to bring to the world championship. Yeah, me too. It has some, you know, it has some really cool cards. It's playing uh, four sleep cursed fairy. This is the single blue three three. Oh yeah, that has flying and ward two. It enters the battlefield tapped with three stun counters on it. You can pay one in a blue to untap it. That card's great. Yeah, very good. When they played it, I was like, what is this? You're like, oh, so one blue three three, excuse me? Yep. Of course, it's got uh, Fairy Mastermind. Oh, yeah. It has Halo Forager, which I think is pretty cool. Halo Seeing Forager. Seeing this little uncommon make it. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, It runs Obria, 
uh, Dreaming Duelist, which Mm we uh, talked about in our Limited Archetypes episode because it's a signpost uncommon for blue-black here, which is the 2-2 whenever you play another fairy, each opponent loses a life, Yeah, which I think is very cool. Um, And then you've just got a lot of uh, removal and tempo to back up your fairies, so classic fairies deck. Yeah. I will say when I played against it, I felt a little like maybe they're like you said, maybe their draws were bad. Yeah. Like I felt like the power level from my side where like looking at it felt low. I agree. But also maybe the deck just wasn't, you know, maybe it was having a, a bad day. I also defeated fairies playing Cascade. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's a cool deck and I hope that it continues to kind of make a name for itself in standard because I love typal decks and yeah. um, I also love tempo. So I think, you know, fingers crossed that Ferris continues to get some uh, tools to be able to make itself even better as we uh, uh, have more sets coming out too. Yeah. Let's take a peek at Naya Tokens, by the way. Yeah. Because this is another kind of newer deck that I think is really neat. That we're seeing here um, in this in this list of standard decks, um, I've seen green white tokens as well be a thing. Um, but in here, we're playing wedding announcement, of course, because we're playing a tokens deck. We also get to play one of my favorite cards from Wilds of Eldraine, which is Virtual of Loyalty. Really good. I mean, yeah. I had this in my sealed deck. You all might remember. You, you can make an instant that makes you a two-two uh, night creature token, and then the other half of it—that's the adventure half. The other half is at the beginning of your end step, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control, and then untap those creatures. And that costs five mana, yeah. which I think is a very <laughs> acceptable rate for the incredible <laughs> power that you're getting um, by adding so many tokens to the board. Mm-hmm. Um, Pia Nilar is in this uh, version of this deck. Monastery Swift Spear, and Thrill Seeker. Um, I don't know. I just think yeah. maybe uh, maybe there's a home for tokens. This thanks is a strange to virtue little deck, but I would loyalty. love to see it in play. Yeah, I'm interested to see if virtue can become a thing because yeah. if there's a deck where you can put counters on a lot of little creatures, I'm in. In 2023, can virtue become a thing? <laughs> Some would say no. <laughs> Many would say fat chance. <laughs> so Azorius Soldiers is uh, a deck that um, they've been trying to make fetch happen for a long time with this. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I personally, you know, I keep waiting for it to happen and it just like kind of never really does. But, you know, maybe it will have its moment. Yeah. I mean, I will say Harbin Vanguard Aviator is a heck of a card. Yes, it is. This is the one in a white for a 3-2 flyer human soldier. Whenever you attack with five or more soldiers, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain flying until end of turn. And this is a deck that yeah. wants to put that many creatures into play or more. And it's just a 3-2 for two mana on exactly. top of it. Which I think is, you know... And it itself does not have to attack. So you can have five other yeah. soldiers and play play this and get the bonus on all of them when you attack. I'm, I mean, if a, if people aren't running like a lot of mass removal spells, like you mentioned, Esper Control is not really, you know, super near the top of the, uh, the leaderboard yeah. as far as this list is concerned. That's when creatures generally can have their day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I also love this list and I am curious to see if it can make a splash here this weekend. Yeah. I'm doubtful because Golgari um, <laughs> existing and Esper existing are kind of two decks that hate on this kind of smaller creature strategies, but I don't know. You never know. You never know. Um, and then finally, we're going to close things out here on enchantments. This is just for, this is just for you. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate it. But you know, enchantments still running around because we've got Catilda, Dawnheart, Martyr, 
still. This is the one white white star star flying lifelink protection from vampires. Its power and toughness are each equal to the number of permanents you control that are spirits and or enchantments. And then it has Disturb for three white white. So this deck has been around for a long time thanks to generous visitor, Jukai naturalist, spirited yep. companion. Hallowed haunting. Yeah, hallowed haunting. This card's pretty sick. I mean, I... I love this deck when it first came out. I was so excited because it was so close to boggles. It felt very boggly. Um, but it just it just like had one tournament that it yeah. crushed and then it kind of, you know, disappeared forever. Yeah. Um, we're adding to this deck with the uh, royal treatment. Which is, that's a that's a nice add. It's a great like trick. A, a, a hex proof that also adds to your enchantments. Yeah. So it gives them the royal roll token, makes them hex proof. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know. Who's to say that this couldn't be the thing? Could be. We've been surprised before, I'll tell yeah. you that, especially by little enchantment decks like this. Yep, exactly. And so Madsen got second. Yep. Uh, back in Philadelphia earlier this year. So uh, there's a look at some of the top decks in standard right now. Um, you've made me want to go and try the Skolgari midrange deck. Maria, do you know what? It's like, it's powerful. And I also, do you know what I will say? Like I said, sometimes it really frustrates me. Just let blue have its thing, please. <laughs> but I do really appreciate, I think that I've been enjoying it because I do like a strategy right now where, especially because recently with limited, it felt like limited for a while in formats like Kaldheim, it's like, oh, I can just push value. And if you push value hard enough, you're going to get there with that deck. Whereas recently there's been some formats where it's like, it doesn't matter how much value you have, you right. can get aggroed out yeah. pretty yes. pretty quickly. Yes. And so I think that it's just been a place where it's like, oh yeah, I can literally just make decisions playing this deck that are about maximizing the value that I'm getting. And that is like in a lot of, games and a lot of strategies like the correct thing to be doing with the deck and so I've been enjoying that where it's just like okay if I'm sitting down to like think about my turn I'm just gonna be like what gets me the most <laughs> <laughs> I love that which is pretty which is pretty I cool. love a deal yeah exactly it is a deck, deck is full, full of, of deals, deals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you're interested in seeing any of these decks or ones that we don't know about that the pros might bring uh, please tune in this weekend the coverage is starting on Friday and it goes Saturday and Sunday of course Sunday is the top 8 uh, starting at I want to say 11am uh, Pacific 2pm Eastern time starting on Friday mm -hmm. on twitch.tv slash magic we'd love to see you there I think it's going to be a great tournament uh, kicking things off with draft if you love draft which you might because you listen to this podcast it's going to be mega important in the world championship this year which I think is very exciting and there's also the player of the year race which is going to be decided yeah um, that's coming back. It's been not, we haven't awarded it. I was going to say, Maria, years. before, you know, before we wrap this episode, yeah. I'm going to need you to give me who you think will win player of the year and who you think is going to win the world championship. Wow. One of each. Well, you're letting me choose first. I am letting you choose first. You get to go first. Wow. Okay. 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 Well, the easy answer is of course, Nathan Stoyer. All right. You think Nathan Stoyer is going to be for Worlds or for Player of the Year? I think year Nathan or both? is going to win Player of the Year. Okay. Um, who's going to win the World Championship, though? I'm going to put my money on one Javier Dominguez. Mm. Because Javier is just a great player, did well at the last Pro Tour, and also is very good at Limited. Yeah. So And, and he's like, he's been to this rodeo. 
He's been to this rodeo. He has been to this rodeo. So he's won this rodeo. Yeah. I think he can win the rodeo again. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm not going to entirely flip it, but I'm going to pick Javier as my player of the year. Okay. Like that, I thought that you were going to nab that one from me. I'll be honest. I was like, I had a moment of regret, but I feel like it's going to be Javier. Although I will say that I had a brief consideration for second pick Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like Reed's a really solid player. And like, there's there's nothing wrong with like just picking a really solid player for player of the year. By when the way, this race everybody, is so tight. This race is not like just like uh, miscongeniality. Like we're not just picking. <laughs> you are the player of the year. Like yes. it's not like the Hall I, of Fame. I wish that it was a miscongeniality. <laughs> well, Reed would just win every year. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh it's uh based on your performance over events, uh your scores. Yeah, <laughs> your wins. Yes. It's very scores. true. So I just want to put Your that out there. Your scores. But who's going to win the whole tournament, though? You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I've thought about this. And um, you know what? I'm going to go back to one of our standbys. Who <laughs> I is knew not, it. Who has not had a stellar <laughs> year in terms of being in a top eight, but has had a, enough of a good year to be playing this event. Because, of course, he has. I'm picking Johnny Manuel Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's my slightly dark guess. horse entry. It's a good good guess. It's certainly a good guess. Um, Jed knows how to rock a draft. That's you know what? For sure. Exactly. You know what? So that's a, that's a good magic player. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to find out which one of us is going to be right, or if we're both wrong, tune yeah. in this weekend. And if you're in Vegas, uh, give us a high five. If you see us walking around, we're going to be mainly cloistered in the uh, Pro Tour area, Pro Tour, the World Championship area of the event, which is um, not on the same floor as everything else, from yeah. what I understand. So you have to come up and see us. But you know, but come, come up, up and there, see the World Championship. Like I said, you can catch me in a panel on Saturday. Yes. Uh, um, talking about Pro Tour highlights with BDM and a bunch of other great people who you know. Excellent. So if you're at Vegas, go check out that panel. Come up to the World Championship. Wave yep. to us if you see us out there. Ask us for a high five or to sign something. We would love to. It's a busy weekend for us, so we're not around as much as we would, uh, honestly, as much as we would so like to be. So if you see us, but take the chance. Yeah, like, exactly. That's your opportunity. That's the chance. You might not come, come across us again. <laughs> <laughs> I might not hear you. You might really have to wave your arms. Because I've got yeah. IFB in. But anyway, I am so looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a super cool event. I'm excited yeah. to see all of our friends again, to go to all the parties. I yeah. mean, hopefully, if I'm not too destroyed and tired. We got to go check out BDM's cocktails. But BDM's doing a cocktails and commanders party, oh. which sounds awesome. Yes, uh, He's made cocktails for us before on the show, and they were great. They were so good. He posts them on um, the was, internet all the time. He literally made cocktails using... Some some like tools that he picked up at the thrift store. Yeah, um, and some stuff from like a, like a g- brief grocery store run. DJ Frodo's gonna be back. That's right. Uh, spinning some wow weird forty fives. Yeah, some weird. <laughs> Do you know what? I will say, not everyone was into it. I dug it. I mean, yes, I, I would go to it. a weird vibe. Of course, it's a magic so it is, event. It's a weird vibe. I don't want a party club no. atmosphere. I don't think anybody does. Like oh, we don't do did. that. Maria, people did. Well, <laughs> those people. I'm just saying we're magic are players. I feel like and have more energy. <laughs> we would be going to the club if that was the kind of people we are. That's but instead, true. we're playing cardboard games. Yeah. <laughs> yep, actually accurate. So. I'm just very, very excited for the Vegas experience uh, and can't wait. So we'll see you on the other side of this, everybody. Next week, there's not going to be an upkeep because we're going to be traveling back um, from Vegas on that Monday. There will be an episode on Tuesday. Tuesday, Recapping all of the shenanigans that happened. So to us in the future... 
Have a great show. everybody that's our episode yes thank you so much for listening everybody yeah um we are so excited for the event this weekend and to talk about it all with you next week yeah thank you so much to patrons um you can become a patron before our next episode and get the episode dedicated to yourself by going to patreon.com slash glhf magic thank you so much to mtg pack a day yes great habit Great habit, cracking a pack a day. Very cool. Um, and thank you to Card Kingdom. Yeah. Check them out at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Um, they've been a fantastic sponsor for us. And get those cards to get them signed before Vegas. Also, if you're like, hey, uh, you know, like, <laughs> if you're like, hey, why should I become a patron? Um, Maria has developed a taste for pumpkin spice. That's true. She's here with the pumpkin spice chai. Yep. She's de- she's she has transferred the taste for pumpkin spice to me. So like, please <gasps> help us in this pumpkin spice season. You can see that my cup says Megan on it. That's it's not true. me though. But that is that is Megan. That is me. It is not spelled correctly, but it's okay. I didn't tell her how. <laughs> also, doesn't this handwriting? Doesn't the handwriting she used like really take you back to middle school? Oh yeah, it's, it's got like, like a really perfect like middle rounded, school yeah. vibe on this handwriting and exactly. a little smiley face. Yeah, it's very nice. So very well done. All right. Um, I'm drinking there a PCL, go. everybody. That's a chai latte. I'll have you know. Yeah. And um, I have, I've got to say, I tried pumpkin spice for the first time last year. Yeah, I, tra- I, was, I was converted instantly. I'm like, oh, yeah, never mind. This stuff's really good. There you go. <laughs> converted instantly. <laughs>